Good morning and welcome to Mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee. I'm Chris Yao and this morning I am at Preservation Park here in Columbia, downtown Columbia, just across the street from the Polk Ancestral Home on West 7th Street. And we are so excited about uh, the, the Preservation Park announcement and dedication that took place on Friday. It is a beautiful, beautiful place and we would love for you to come down to Columbia and visit sometime. We've got a great show lined up for you. We've got a great feature and, and, and looking forward to telling you about uh, what's going on in and around Southern Middle Tennessee. So without further ado, we give you this week's headlines on The Wrap. This week on the front page of Main Street Murray, you can find a picture of Bernard Childress, former TSSAA director and Murray County native who was uh, honored at the Columbia Peace and Justice Initiative's Legacy Luncheon last week as the Legacy Award winner, the second ever Legacy Award winner in uh, in history. And uh, you can find more pictures as well on uh, MainStreetMurray.com. Also on the front page, you can find a story about Beck Dental Care, who on Friday celebrated 50 years of service to this community in Columbia. So uh, learn a little bit about who they are and, and what they are if you're new and of course, if you've been in Columbia, you know all about Victor Beck and, and the fine folks at Beck Dental Care, but there's a great story there. Also, the uh, Springfield Chamber of Commerce held a, an education state of the schools uh, event last month, late last month, and uh, we, we got a little bit about the priorities of each uh, individual education uh, system. TCAT, Pulaski, uh, of course, Columbia State. Murray County Schools and Columbia Academy as well. In addition to that, we also uh, have on the front page some information about West 18th Street that the City of Columbia is considering a rezoning for. So all of that is on the front page and there is a lot more inside of course Main Street Murray and at MainStreetMurray.com. So make sure to pick up your copy today. Right now, I'm going to send you down to Scott Stewart, where he's standing by with Pulaski and Lawrenceburg Raps. Good morning, everybody. It's Scott Stewart with the Pulaski Citizen Rap for this week. Kenny Newton is our Citizen Spotlight this week. He takes the top center front page spot of honor as our Citizen Spotlight. We highlight on the front page the results of Mayor J.J. Brindley's developers meeting that he had a couple of weeks ago. Find out all about what happened to that. Had a great crowd. Uh, almost 150 people, I'd say, uh, at First National Bank to talk about Giles County's future. So we cover recent meetings of the Plasky Board of Mayor and Alderman that have happened recently. And among other important things, one thing that they've done is they've approved improvements to the old city landfill and the current demolition landfill up on Maxwell Hill Road. And uh, there's a lot of information about that trying to be more economically and environmentally uh, sound in the way that we handle those post-closure activities out there. The Pulaski City Council meets in regular session Tuesday. They got a big agenda. Find out all about it uh, right here in the Pulaski Citizen. The Bobcats blasted their way in the TSSAA state playoffs Friday night and they launched themselves right on into the second round with a big win. Wade will have all that information for you coming up in the sports segment of the wrap here in just a minute. 
he'll tell you all about it. But we got a front page picture of the Bobcats busting into the playoffs right there on the front page. Uh, finally, on the front page, you can find out about the school board. They've approved some new programs. And we've got uh, we got uh, article all about that right there on the front. Inside, inside, you can find out about Operation Christmas Child, where we send the boxes through the Samaritan Purse program to kids throughout the world. Uh, all the information you need to know right there on the inside for that. Also, also inside, we've got Realtors ads, obits, safety tips from the Giles County Emergency Services Department, backwards glances, the docket, property transfers, and Johnny Phelps highlights Pisgah this week in Giles Pass. And don't miss Molly. She's our adoptable pet there on the back page of the paper this week. It's all in the Pulaski Citizen. Pick yours up this week. It stands across the county right here in the Pulaski Citizen office on the square. Or get you a subscription. Call 363-3544. We'll be right back after this. Piggly Wiggly, located in Neely's Mill Shopping Center, is Columbia's locally owned and operated Cost Plus 10 grocery store dedicated to serving the community with low prices and smiling faces. Piggly Wiggly offers fresh, hand-cut meats daily, as well as daily hot plate lunches from their deli counter. You're certain to see smiling faces and a helping hand when you're here at Piggly Wiggly. Come by and check out our fresh produce, high-quality meats, and more. Down home, down the street, we'll see you at the Pig. Having a good, confident smile and being able to portray that positivity to others is really helpful. A professional family atmosphere is what we get every time we come here. Our hygienists do a better job at kind of assessing mouths and coming up with plans than most dentists do. They're very kind and they're very aware of other people. I think if there's things that I would want you to leave here with, I want you to feel like you were heard, that we listened to you, and I want you to feel like that your concerns were addressed. Hey everybody, it's Scott Stewart again with the Lawrence County Advocate Wrap this week. Like communities all across our country this weekend, Lawrence County will be holding its annual Veterans Day Parade to celebrate veterans. The Grand Marshal this year is Sergeant Major Carlos Castile, re retired U.S. Army. You can find out all about Sergeant Major Castile and the parade schedule on the front page of the Advocate this week, which also gives a nod to our legacy, our roots, with a photo of Veterans Day Parade's past from legendary photographer, the late Howard Hojo Johnston. And we're so glad to be able to pay honor to his legacy. Also on the front page of The Advocate this week, Sandy Mashburn has an article on Cash for Cancer's fundraiser that involved local officials. She also has information about Summertown Utility and LUS uh, asking their customers to conserve water during the current drought conditions. And Sandy shares a story with us about the book sale fundraiser for beloved pediatrician Dr. Scott Benefield, who was seriously injured when he was hit by a car while biking earlier this year. Inside we have photos from the downtown trick-or-treating a couple of weeks ago, and we have a full-page salute to local veterans. The college football contest is back. And I had to take the blame for it not being in last week, and I apologize for that. I appreciate everybody giving me a little bit of grace. It is back this week, so make sure you take your entries down to the guys at Heritage Automotive Friday by Friday afternoon. Santa for Seniors is looking for a new home. It's on the inside of the paper this week. Please read that story and find out if you can help them. Give them a call. Uh, what a great cause for the past 26 years. Uh, and looking for a place to carry out that great cause again this year, just for a few weeks right around Christmas. 
Toys for Tots is also underway. There's a contact information inside this week to find out how to be involved in this U.S. Marine Corps Toy for Tots program. We want to know what our readers want to see, and we've got a reader survey in the paper this week and on the Lawrence County Advocate Facebook page. Please fill one out and let us know what you would like to see us cover. The football season ended abruptly for the Loretta Mustangs Friday night with a loss in the first round of the TSSAA playoffs. Keep your heads up, Mustangs, because you guys had a great season. It's now time to turn to the round ball, the hardwood, and uh, our friend Mo Patton has done a good job of getting us started with some basketball coverage in this week's edition of the Lawrence County Advocate. And we're going to have a little bit more of that coming up in next week's paper as well. Also inside, we've got obituaries. We've got a report from the Mars Hill Community Club, uh, the Senior Citizen Central Report, classifieds, and so much more. It's all in the Lawrence County Advocate this week. Get your copy today. It stands all across Lawrence County. Thank you, Lawrence County. We'll be right back right after this. Since 1975, Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic has treated the orthopedic needs of Middle Tennessee residents. The trained physicians provide surgical options and minimally invasive options to treat all orthopedic needs. The walk-in clinic, OrthoQuick, helps you bypass the ER while treating sports injuries and acute needs Monday through Saturday. Visit MTBJ online at mtbj.net or on social media at Mid-Tennessee Bone Joint Clinic. John got to talk and one day we'll make some true Tennessee whiskey. Well, I told him he had to find some Tennessee Red Cob corn someplace because that's what it was made out of. So it's not resistant to nothing. Well, we raised about three quarter acre, maybe a little bit more out there, and we picked it. I shelled it, and John made some true Tennessee whiskey out of it. It is true Tennessee, and he still got a little bit of left. <laughs> whiskey or a spirit of any kind for that matter, hasn't been legally distilled in Lawrence County since David Crockett's mill and distillery washed away in the flood of 1821. Now, 200 years later, Murray County resident John Hatcher is marking new territory along the Buffalo River. The main thing about being a distillery is it's not about the spirit as much as about the local economy. I think it drives in the future that, and again, we want to start and build a brand. So we're looking at the long-term future and I think it's, it's great to involve the farmers. Uh, I think it's good to involve the local community. That a distillery is, is no different than any other uh, you know, center. It, it's not about the alcohol as much as, as the, it's what it, it creates. You know, there's tourism, there's agriculture, there, it's, uh, it's a good, good product. So we make uh, 1821 Shine is, is, is the name, and that's uh, in reference to David Crockett. Uh, and, and actually in 1821, 200 years ago, is when his distillery washed away in the flood on Shoal Creek in Lawrence County. And then, so our aged moonshine would be our whiskey, which is a sweet mash whiskey. And then we make vodka, and then the vodka, uh, from there we put uh, botanicals and herbs in to make the gin. So those are our four base products. For 100 of those years between Lawrence County distilleries, it was illegal to make whiskey in 92 of the 95 counties in the state. That was until Williamson County Attorney Heath Clark petitioned the state legislature to allow every county the option to legalize the distillation of spirits. 
That state law passed in 2009. And that kind of piqued my interest and I got started as, as kind of a hobby and it's, it's from my ancestors. That's um, uh, where I got started in the fact that my great-grandfather uh, immigrated from Ireland uh, in 1821. So it's always been a, a passion of mine, an interesting thing for me to do to follow my ancestors from my grandfather down to, my mother was not a distiller, but she taught me how to make wine and we fermented things, uh, made kraut, you know, so it's always been an interesting part of the chemistry and the formulas to me. Why Lawrence County though? It's simple. The secret's not in the sauce, it's in the water. The term sweet mash whiskey has a lot to do with the water and why we're here. It has to do with the pH of the water. And we're sitting in Lawrence County right on the edge of the limestone shelf and a sandstone shale shelf uh, because iron is, is really close by from here. We have Iron City to the south and along the Natchez Trace is where the iron ore foundries were back many years ago in the 1800s and early 1900s. And our water tests out at, at a perfect 5.3 um, pH. So we don't have to add any um, anything to our mash to make the enzymes work to break that starch down so we use fresh ingredients from start to finish uh, in our product so it's really an ideal place to make uh, and distill alcohol gobbler springs distillery offers tours and free tastings by appointment please text 931-300-3753 to request a tour more information about the distillery may be found at their website gobblerspringsdistillery.com you know, I'm just proud to be able to do what I want to do here. I think it's uh, the the main thing I've always wanted to do is make a product that was that I would drink myself and, and make a good spirit, and, and that's what my my whole desire is about. And I think it's pretty cool to have the first distillery in a couple hundred years here in the in the county. <laughs> Custom Stone Handler supplies over 600 distributors and suppliers with quality stone products. Along with River Stone, we produce and distribute over 100 building, landscape, and other bulk products. Our goal is to provide quality products, service, and partnerships to ensure our customers' success. We firmly believe that the measure of any person or company is how they treat other people and customers. Give them a call at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Welcome back to Mornings on Main Street. I am Olivia Adams and I am joined by Joe Curry, who is the owner of Joey's Italian Ice, which I believe just opened up. Is that correct? Yeah, last first Friday. And how was it the first Friday? Did you have a lot of customers that came in? Yeah, it was it was busy. We uh, had a line out the door almost all night. So Wow. Yeah. And so just tell us what you serve, obviously Italian Ice, but is there anything else? Uh, so we serve soft serve uh, ice cream, which can also be made into milkshakes Sundays. Uh, we also serve an affogato, which is ice cream, or our cream Italian ices with a shot of espresso poured over the top. Wow. Um, but we specialize in Italian ice. We make it all here. We don't use any high fructose corn syrup, no artificial flavors, no dyes. Um, over 15 options are dairy-free, fat-free, gluten-free. 
and even the cream ices we make with an oat cream. So they're still dairy free as the base, but the ingredients like the peanut butter cups or the brownies, those may have uh, some of the allergens. But other than that, we try to keep it as clean as possible. So what made you want to open up um, here in Murray County on the square? Sure. I mean, most people, you know, when you think of food on the square, I mean, kind of like southern food, we're in Murray County, and here's yeah. an Italian ice place, so it's new, it's definitely different in yeah. this area. Yeah, so my wife and I moved here about a year and a half ago from New York. Um, we grew up there, lived our whole lives there, and so um, Italian ice up north um, mm -hmm. in Philly, they call it water ice. They have it in California and Florida, um, but it's kind of like something that's on every corner, and so when we moved here... Uh, we moved here with the intention of starting a business, and we, when we came to visit, we just fell in love with downtown, and so we're trying to find something that would fit down here, that would look cool, you know, kind of be a cool place to hang out, a place where you can bring your family, your children, and things like that, and um, when we were thinking through what, you know, what wasn't here, where there could have been a gap, um, we thought of, hey, Italian ice, we both love it, um, and so let's make it our own, let's get rid of all the syrups and the junk, mm -hmm. and see if we can do it. And it's been a been a good road so far. So you said that you moved here from New York, mm -hmm. what a year and a half ago? Yeah. So what what do you how do you feel about Murray County? It must because I'm not from Murray County myself. I'm not from Tennessee. What yeah. has it been a big change for you? Yeah, um, I mean it's definitely I wouldn't say a culture shock, but um, New York is very every man for himself. Mm -hmm. um, I know. You hear it like in movies and things like that, but it is really how it is. Um, if you're not working and then working when you get home on a side job, you're really like not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Um, and everybody's really in a rush for themselves. And so when we came to Maury County, we came to Columbia, we like, I found myself walking quickly across the street. And my wife's like, you can walk here. Yeah. Like, you don't have to, like, they'll wait for you. Yeah, and, they won't uh, run you over. And, like, people would ask me, like, hey, how are you doing? And then they would wait for a response. And so it was, like, something that you're not used to in New York. People are like, oh, how you doing? And they just keep walking. Mm -hmm. But, like, here people actually were genuinely interested in how you were doing. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that, you know, we, we really fell in love with. And then, of course, downtown is just beautiful. Um, my wife actually, before we moved here, we picked Tennessee as a state. And she Googled cutest small towns in Tennessee during the fall and the Southern That's Living funny. article for Columbia came up and so we came to visit and within three days we had um, you know jobs to move here we had a house locked up and we just it just felt like the right right move for us at the time so it's sort of like bringing a little piece of home New yeah. York here yeah. with so you grew up I assume eating water ice you called it or yeah, ice water in new york it's called italian ice but okay. yeah in philly it's philly, mo okay. mostly associated as a as a water ice yeah and just what what sort of flavors do you have so we have uh 20 flavors currently um so we have as we have about 16 natural like fruit flavors um that we color with you know blue spirulina powder red beet juice um all natural flavor colorings as opposed to the syrups um and so we have like orange pineapple, pineapple, peach, mango, blue raspberry, cherry, lemon, uh, mixed berry, toasted coconut, pina colada. And then we also have our cream ices that are a little bit more on like the typical close to ice cream side, uh, but they're still primarily water-based. Um, and that's your fudge brownie, peanut butter cup, cappuccino, mm. cookies and cream, uh, creamsicle is a popular one. Um, so well, yeah. I'm looking forward to 
trying it out sometime myself. And finally, so you talk about wanting to kind of go all natural. Um, mm -hmm. What made you want to do that and make kind of healthier versions of yeah. so Italian ice and ice cream? When we started, we were just doing the cart that we have. We have a little push cart, like an ice cream cart that we were doing downtown. Um, and a lot of people came up to us and asked if we had dyes in it. Um, because their kids had dye allergies, mm -hmm. and that's something that I don't know why, but in New York you don't really hear of. Um, Do they not really care about that? I'm not that, sure, or, or they if just... it's just, I, I have no idea, but I had really never heard of, of children being allergic to dyes. Mm -hmm. um, and so when we, at that point we were buying it from a, a supplier in New York, because we hadn't had acquired our machine yet. Um, but once we did, we decided that, you know, we're not going to use dyes, and then once we decided we're not going to use dyes, we said, well, why, why would we use syrups if we're not going to use dyes? So why, let's use natural flavor. And then it was like, well, if we're going to use natural flavor, we might as well go all out and do dairy-free because the majority of stuff is dairy-free, so mm -hmm. we might as well. And so we wanted to prove that you can have something, like our sign says, no artificial flavors, no dyes, no high fructose corn syrup, gluten, dairy, fat-free, and it still tastes good. And finally, um, what are your hours? So we are open every day of the week, um, Monday through Thursday, 12 to 9. Friday and Saturday, 12 to 10, and Sunday, 12 to 8. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah, come check out Joey's Italian Ices. I know I'm excited to try it, and yeah. thank you so much. Yeah, um, thank you, guys. We'll be right back on Mornings with Main Street after this. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. I thought it was good. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was no big deal. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I thought I could hold my liquor. Welcome back in the mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee. Time now to take a look at sports. We've got Maurice Patton and Wade Neely. We'll start in Murray County with Mo. Yeah, thanks, Chris. First week of November, if you followed sports in this area for any period of time, you know we have reached the overlap. So in this week's print edition of Main Street Murray and in the Lawrence County Advocate, we've got your playoff football action from week one. We've got your upcoming playoff football action with Mostradamus and with updated brackets for the area. And we've also got preseason basketball previews at the high school level. So be sure and check out Main Street Murray and again, the Lawrence County Advocate for capsules on all of our area high school teams as we head into the 23-24 season. We've also got coverage of Columbia State's men and their season opener last week against Bryan College. And like I said, Mostradamus gets you ready for the upcoming week. Uh, what else do we have? The Red Zone Rundown, which has updated stats, and this week's Main Street Preps Top 25 poll. So whatever it is that you're interested in at the high school level, we've got it in the print edition of Main Street Murray this week. Coming up online at MainStreetMurray.com, we'll have coverage of Summit at Brentwood. We'll have coverage of Jackson Christian at Columbia Academy as the football playoffs continue. And we will have Zion Christian in their season opener on the hardwood. So be sure and check that out. Also, a couple of other things that 
we're not going to talk about, but keep an eye on the website and on next week's print edition because we got some breaking news. I'll leave it at that. Thanks, Mo. All right, we go down now to Wade Neely, who is standing by in Pulaski. Playoff football will continue in Giles County as the Giles County High School Bobcats knock off Chattanooga Brainerd 34 to nothing last Friday night in the opening round of the Class 3A playoffs. Big win for GCHS. They set the tone early. They took the opening kickoff. Opening drive, they marched 60 yards for a touchdown. And the Johnny Jackson running in for six yards and the score. GCHS goes up early. And then they got a great stop defensively. Brainerd goes for it on fourth down in their own side of the field. Johns County makes the stop. They score one play later, and it's really off to the races as they led that game 24 to nothing at halftime, and they end up winning it 34 to nothing. Uh, Kamari Turner with two rushing touchdowns, caught one pass. This kid is so explosive for Giles County. He continues to be one of the top playmakers. Uh, really in the state, but especially in Class 3A. And uh, he also had, a, again, a rushing touchdown there from Johnny Jackson. And two nice field goals from Chase Carden for Giles County, the big kicker for GCHS, putting some points on the board through special teams as the Bobcats got a great win. Looking ahead now, the Bobcats get a matchup with McMinn Central, who's the number two seed out of Region 3. This will be the first ever meeting between the two schools, which is always one of the fun things about the postseason. Giles County will welcome the Chargers to Sam Davis Park. It's going to be a fun matchup on Friday. McMinn Central's got an explosive offense, but they kind of had to hang on as Watertown gave them a pretty good fight right up until the very end as GCHS again will meet McMinn Central. On the other side of that bracket, you have undefeated Miggs County, who's the number one seed in their sister region. They take on Sequatchie County. So the Bobcats will take on the Chargers, and then it'll be Sequatchie County taking on Miggs County. Those two winners will get it on the following week. So busy week for Giles County High School football. A reminder, you can catch each and every single snap of GCHS action on Pulaski Citizen Live every Friday night. Live radio broadcast, yours truly, and Chris Bledsoe will have the broadcast. We'll be there at the Brickyard this Friday. It's GCHS versus McMinn Central. Round two of the Class 3A State Playoffs is upon us. We'll see you Friday night. That's all from us here in Giles County. Wade Neely, sports editor of the Pulaski Citizen. We'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Looking forward to more sports coverage as basketball season gets underway. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, weather and more right after this. They have always met wildest expectations as far as taking care of my teeth and my health. You know, teeth health is very important now to your heart. And I told him one day, I said, I'd love to have nice teeth and nice hair. And uh, he said, uh, well, I can take care of the teeth, but I can't take care of the hair. And I said, you can make my teeth. He said, yeah. I said, well, let's go for it. And he did. And I have been tremendously pleased. Dr. Hart, if you need him at night, he's here. This staff here will take care of you 24-7. You don't have to worry about, I can't get a hold of my dentist, my tooth's hurting. No, they will be here for you. And if I could get Dr. Hart to take that same artistry that he has and grow hair, then he would, he would be double rich.
Welcome back into Mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee. Time now to take a look at weather. Our friends down at Tennessee Valley Weather have you covered. From the Tennessee Valley Weather Channel, this is your weather today. Good Wednesday morning to you. I'm Kelly Rawson in the Tennessee Valley Weather Center with a check at your forecast. We have a few clouds hanging around this morning. However, temperatures are nice and warm in the lower 60s to start off our day. Winds will be gusting out of the south 10 to 15 miles an hour, maybe some gusts up about 20 miles an hour. We'll see some periods of cloud cover. We'll also see some periods of sunshine getting us warm up once again this afternoon into the upper 70s to lower 80s, eventually falling back into the 60s for the evening and overnight as well with a clear sky. However, that really fills in by the time we get to the overnight hours Wednesday into your Thursday with a few showers possible for the first half of your Thursday and then better chances for the second half of Thursday. You can see that here on the seven-day forecast. Rain moves in Thursday, impacting us here in the Tennessee Valley, hopefully getting about half an inch of rain across the region here in southern middle Tennessee. Showers will continue into Friday, eventually wrapping up for Saturday and then maybe a few showers once again on Sunday with temperatures much cooler beyond Wednesday with temperatures only in the 70s for Thursday and only into the upper 50s for Friday. Until next week, this has been Mornings on Main Street, Southern Middle Tennessee on Main Street Media TV. And I'm Chris Yao saying have a great day.